BeatsPlanet.com Hey, you are now tuned in. Uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, I present to you Lady Ing Show, Lady Ing Show, Lady Ing Show, Lady Ing Show. To the sounds of Didi, on Fishbowl Radio, it's better than TV. Get hot out on your mama and your granny so freely. Celebrities in trouble, they ain't getting no freebies. But soon as the trouble comes, we got Alan Bunn with the Minute Man's Prayer. A story about a baby eating paper and a baby's mama on the run. To calm the drama down, you know we have a lot of fun. And last but not least, is yours truly catching the ooze they pass me. I'm ripping pink slip, that's my family. In case you didn't catch my name, it's Supreme. Now we the best show on the radio, so Tune in, let your man and let your lady know We move in, we the best show on the radio Yeah, we the best show on the radio Cause we say so Mic on. Okay, there you go. All right, all right, good. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, well, good afternoon. Welcome to another Friday Tuesday, man. You're tuned in to the D.D. Ingram Show here every Tuesday, Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on the Fishbowl Radio Network, the number one show on the number one radio anywhere. Why? Because I said so that, my friends, is all the information you need. We have 75% of the – well, we got the full crew in here, and we just made us a call in, so uh, that'll probably happen in a, in a moment. So good afternoon. We'll get this thing kicked off here in a minute. First, say hello to Troy. What's going on, man? What up? What up? In the building. Happy to be in the building. That's what I say. And all right, the uh, the engineer in training still. <laughs> my wife, man, you know, she's going to eventually, man, I ain't going to have to go back up there anymore, man. She'll have this down, and I can just sit over here and just enjoy myself. How you doing, sweetie? I'm doing wonderful. All right, well. Willing to learn. Willing to, man, it's all, that's a good thing, man, mm-hmm. because uh, it's always great to be able to, every, now I come in, I'm like, I don't feel like doing it today. It's your time. You know, mm-hmm. and then I won't be no problem. You can just go over there. And, of course, Troy has it down. Now, still a couple of things I need to learn about how to, you know, copy the uh, the code and uh-huh. put it in and start in the shop. Man, that's, I can't believe I forgot that because I went through the training and yeah. I learned it and I just didn't do it enough times and it just went away, man. It's nice. So we'll get there, man. So let's get into our word for this week, man. It comes to us from Mark 13, NASB 1995, and it says, Take heed, keep on the alert, for you do not know when the appointed time will come. And that's in reference to uh, when Jesus will come back, FYI, for those of you who want to know. It will become more apparent as we go through this. It says, uh, how can you currently steward the gifts and resources entrusted to you? One says, I can volunteer, mentor, or share my expertise. Two says, I can support support causes aligned with my values through giving. And three, I can maintain a healthy work-life balance by dedicating time to family, community, and personal growth. All three are great, but I said, for me personally, I can volunteer, mentor, or share my expertise. So, sweetie, what would you have for this one? Uh, the the last one, volunteer and share. Well, no. No, that's the uh, first one. The last one says, I can maintain a healthy work-life balance by dedicating time to family, community, and personal growth. The second one is I can support causes aligned with my values through giving. Okay, yeah. That's the I one. like that one. Okay, and what about yeah. you, Troy? Yeah, I, I have to go with uh, number one, too. Number one? Yeah. yeah. I said, I, like I said, if we say every week, you can't go wrong. All three are great. There's just ones. Each, sometimes I just go all three of them. And yeah. then, mm-hmm. but, but most times there's one that is more speaks out to me yeah. than right. the other. So the unknown day and hour. Imagine you work in someone's home. One day the master of the home leaves and entrusts you to steward their property, and you have no idea when they return. What will you do? Take a nap, throw a party, eat all the food in the pantry, ignore instructions? No, a faithful servant would follow their master's directions and keep the home ready for their return. Jesus' parable in Mark thirteen thirty-two through 37 illustrates this, that the same is true of what our master Jesus has given us possessions. It's, well, so that illustrates that the same is true of what our master Jesus has given us. Possessions, gifts, talents, and the like. It's not really ours. After all, he left it in our care temporarily. We don't know when he'll return, whether in the evening or at midnight or when the rooster crows or at dawn. Mark 13, verse 35, NIV. But God's words tells us that what we should do in the meantime, here's a few tasks our master has for us while we wait. 
Stay alert and be vigilant, Mark 13, 33. Pray for all the Lord's people, Ephesians 6, 18. Serve one another with our spiritual gifts, 1 Peter 4, 10. Care for the needy, James 2, verses 14 through 17. Practice humility, Philippians 2, verses 3 through 4. And let's stay on guard for when someday becomes today. I, that, that, I had to read that several times before that registered with mm-hmm. me, man. Let's stay on guard, you know, for when someday becomes today because we don't know what that day will be. No, we do not. The someday. Per- someday. Mm-hmm. Today? It's today? It's today. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I always say, and that's one of the things uh, I think what Jesus said by continuing uh, to look for his return, you're supposed to do that daily because we don't know the day, or, which is what this mm-hmm. whole thing is about. Because right. we don't know the day or the hour that he returns. And we want to be, when when he returns, we want to be expectantly seeking him. So mm-hmm. the prayer says, Lord, help me steward your entrusted gifts faithfully. Guide me to serve, pray, and care for others. Keep him vigilant as I await your return. Amen. And then it, the verse again, it says, be on guard, be alert. Do not, you do not know when that time will come. And then it says, of course, it repeats it again. Take heed, keep on the alert for you do not know when the appointed time will come. I think about some of the things that I'm doing right now when it comes to talking about uh, using your talents and gifts and stuff like that, mm-hmm. some of it is kind of not expected but uh, appreciated. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is uh, my the drummer part of what I'm doing right now mm-hmm. because uh, our drummer ministry at the church is becoming more active. And as a result of a skit that I did about a month ago, I got invited to do another one, which will be next Saturday. You know, it's a... Uh, it's like a couple's ministry. It's like $100 per couple, but me and my wife get to go free because I'm in it. Yeah. But in uh, my my particular role without giving anything away is I don't say anything. Yeah. I'm just, you, you yeah. got, I'm just there. Yeah. But it's, it's not, I'm not there in an absence. It's a significant. Yeah. Me being there is very significant. Yeah. But I don't say anything, yeah. man. And so, and I think about, I'm like, wow, man, that all that came from. Me doing that that other role because I wasn't I didn't really when they put out people to come do that I didn't really volunteer for it yeah and then us uh, but it, it needed a guy to do it and there's not that many guys in the drama and I had done one a couple of couple of weeks prior to that for the children's ministry yeah and so I'm like okay I'm I'm gonna take a break for a couple of weeks but this one was coming up real soon and then none of the other guys volunteered for it so they hit me up in the group thing and said would you do it I'm like yeah if nobody else would do it I'll gotcha. do it and so it turned out pretty good yeah. man. and That's so right. uh, that that got me what I got now and so I can say it was unexpected but it's a uh, a talent that God a gift that he gave me so when you have those gifts you have to use it and so mm-hmm. I I use you as a good example because you're using all. I don't even say you use all of them. You're using all the ones you know about yeah, <laughs> yeah. to do a lot of different things. And uh, we were talking off air, and you'd ask me had I seen a uh, like a commercial that you, I saw one that yeah. when you were talking about ownership versus renting. Yeah, which yeah. I thought was very good. Yeah. Man. and so you're using your talents to get mm-hmm. out there and serve people. Yeah, and so another uh, you did another video where you talked about how <laughs> this one guy yep. didn't want to use you because yeah. he was thinking he was going to save some money and you could have that what he got would have been a like a 60 to 80 thousand yeah. dollar turnaround yeah mm-hmm. so but but you were willing to do that but yeah. you know for for whatever reason you know he didn't he didn't take advantage of that and my wife man you know in her serving man is which uh 
for right now has temporarily come to an end where she was ministering to this lady who was over 90 years old mm-hmm. as, a, as a caretaker. And so that's an example of us being a good steward of the things God has given us because there are so many and people. And I also volunteer. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. You know, so thank you, sweetie. Mm-hmm. She also volunteers. But just think, man, if we have all, there's so many people that are not, mm-hmm. and they have these gifts. They have yes. these talents. Man, mm-hmm. And uh, some of them knowingly are not using it, and some of them are, are unaware. So it would take someone who is, uh, I, would, I would say, spiritually inclined or that could point them in the right direction. Hey, look, you do this so well. Have you yeah. ever thought about mm-hmm. doing this or doing that? So it would take someone like me, you, or my wife to recognize yeah. someone who just has an awesome gift, may know that they have it, but don't know how to or where to. Yeah. And so, I know, I'm... I'm uh, that, so, 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 number one, I, if, if I can't ever advocate for any, you know, quote in the Bible... Mm-hmm. The one that I advocate more than anything is you reap what you sow. Right. And the reason why I said that specifically because you just gave a straight up example, hand to hand, like you gave all the reasons why you did it. And then you said the reason why they contacted me about this one or they even even thought about me because I did this one. Right. And the reality of it was you sowed the seed. Right. And so because you sowed the seed, it, it, it. it's automatic, and and I know that sometimes we we are kind of taken back, but the reality of it is, you planted it, right. and then when I think about like even with you talking about um, the gifts, the craziest part about it all is that everybody is amazing, right? Like mm-hmm. everybody has a gift, yeah. And you know the re- like the premise of our show is like the only reason that you're not really recognizing that you don't know how to use it is because you're looking at other people's gifts and saying right. I need to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Right. But the reality of it is. Even if you don't have, and we're, I'm saying this for us on the show, even if you don't know what your gift is or how to right. use your gift, mm-hmm. the best thing that you could ever do is just be you. Right. Like hard. Like if you just be you hard, like mm-hmm. it's going to multiply to more you. And right. so that's really what you're telling me even with you when you're talking right. about the ministry and you doing the, um, the, the, the show. Like it literally was nobody else um, – Wanted to show that, right? And and they remembered that plant over that that was growing, right? So you know, I, yeah. uh, shout out to L.A. She's on the line. What okay. up, L.A.? What's going on, L.A.? How you doing? I can't. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah. show the. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, it's one of those. And is the red button up? Okay, L.A. Can you? Hey, how there you, you go. Good. Hey, yo. how you doing? I'm blessed. Good. Glad to have you. Were you with us when we was doing the Bible thing? Yes, sir. Okay. So we're talking about the gifts. Yes. Mm -hmm. So let me go back and uh, read the three choices off for you, and you tell me which one you think would uh, you most align with you. Because the reflect question says, "How can you currently steward the gifts and resources entrusted to you?" And the three choices are. I can volunteer, mentor, or share my expertise. Number two says, I can support causes aligned with my values through giving. And number three, I can maintain a healthy work-life balance by dedicating time to family, community, and personal growth. Which one? I can do all three. Mm -hmm. All three. In my my sanctified imagination, the one that I I see with you is I can can maintain a healthy work-life balance by dedicating time to family, community, and personal growth. Because, you know, as we talk in these last few few weeks, 
the one of the things that you say over and over is you want to continue to grow. Yes. You know, and yeah. uh, so I had that one right there, and I'm not putting it on you. I'm just, when I think about you, that's what I think about. Yeah. You know, with the addition of the grandbaby, and uh, you got the work and stuff like that. So all three of them works for you, but that's that one, when I was thinking about you, that one that kind of spoke to me right there. So, well, thank you. Well, thank you. Oh, and then you, you were saying about a gift, uh, everybody using their gift. Right. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes people can have a gift of prayer. Yeah. Yes. So if you praying for people in the right way, mm -hmm. then then use that too. That's you, true. It's so it's interesting that you mentioned that because I can't tell you how many times, and I've I've even said this myself, where somebody has gone through some type of not pleasant uh, or non pleasant experience, mm -hmm. and they come out it on the other side, and they will say somebody was praying for me yeah you know, they just feel it right you know yeah. right I, I had a praying you know grandmother what? i think a lot of us are living off our grandparents prayers too. Uh, many i, I agree yes, with you mm -hmm. because when we were growing up we weren't thinking about prayer we no. think oh we want to do a go outside and play that's it They're I'm praying, praying for my grandkids <laughs> right, right. so you know yeah. <laughs> Prayer was punishment for in our heads, you know. What you want? Yeah. What I gotta do? I, I want to go outside and shoot marbles. I don't want to pray. Yeah. <laughs> but some adult was praying over us, you know. I want to. I mentioned my friend Larry Davis, who was writing a new book, and one of the things he asked me to do was to write about how uh, a, a circumstance in my life was like a mountaintop experience, and how I'm, it moved me to where I am now. Yeah. And so when we talked, he was talking about comedy because nobody saw that. You know, for me growing up, man, it just was off the radar. But I was like, man, when I look back over my life, man, all I can see is God's protection. Yeah. I mean, and so that's what I wrote about. Yeah. So I'm at the back door, and I'm talking to some friends Friday night, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the company's name is Paul Voigese. And he was talking about how he gets picked on a lot, right? And he was looking at me. He said, you, you know what I mean? I said, that's not my story, man. I said, <laughs> my story is of God's protection. I said, the one thing I never had to worry about was anybody jacking with me. Yeah. You know, I said, that's the story of my life. And I gave him a couple of illustrations. And when I gave him the illustrations, it was illustrations that I, I, I didn't think of when I was writing the book. And I was like, wow, I could have put these in the book, man. And, uh. Mm -hmm. One of the illustrations was I was in uh, New Mexico doing a show. And after the show, some people invited me to a bar. So I go into the bar, and I sit at the bar, and it's this white dude sitting next to me, right? And I can tell he was racist, right? And he's like, I'm sitting there. I'm like, but you sitting I say, okay, no problem. Yeah. I get up. I move over to the next stool. He came over another stool. I'm sitting right there. So I'm like, then, and, I, and I come looking at him sideways now. So I moved over again. He moved over again. So I'm sitting there. So all right now, <laughs> I'm not finna. You know, I just we're not finna go around yeah. this bar. You know, yeah. and so right at that moment, man, for the and I don't want to. It's not a racial thing. These guys happen to be white. Yeah, they were for the most gigantic white men I have ever seen in my. And they wasn't fat. These dudes yeah. was Hulk Hogan ish yeah. Yeah. kind of. So they just simply came over there and said, hey, how you doing, little buddy? Uh, is everything going all right? That dude got up and left. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, uh, yeah, he's a, you know, he's a, he's a one. He's a tool. Yeah. So they was like, if you got any problem, we're sitting over here at the back of the bar. We got our eye on you. That's what's up. Nobody's, nobody's going to get at you. Yeah. And, uh, and I had another incident, uh, incident, inc yeah, incident when I was in Little Rock. I've told this story before. And I was, I did a show, a police officer said, hey, man, let's, let me take you around town. So he took me 
Man, it was cool, man. He's taking me to a lot of cool spots, man. He took me to a juke joint. Yeah. All the old women trying to get at me. He said, yeah. I'm going to get you out of here, man. You know? <laughs> so we go to another another bar. And when I, I sat at the bar, this lady came and sat next to me. A beautiful white lady, man. And she just started talking to me. Well, apparently her and her boyfriend was into it, right? Yeah. So he come in there. This brother, man, this dude had to be every bit of six, seven, six, eight, solid, right? So... When he came in, I ain't think nothing. Cause I got the Texas, I got the Texas mindset, right? Yeah, I said, "Hey, yeah. brother, how you doing?" Yeah. Dude didn't say nothing. Mm. Started talking to her, and you know, kind of low. I could, yeah. You know, so I can tell it wasn't going right. Yeah. Then uh, I was like, "Okay, well, I'm finna get up and move." Then he looked at, he said something to me, right? So the the cop that brought me there walked up to him and said, "Hey, dude, you need to shut it down." Cause, uh, yeah. You know, you don't want you don't want. He said the white dude said, "You don't want this." Yeah. You know. So a dude from the back of the bar say, "Yo, cuz, you need help." <laughs> 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 he wow. said, "Cuz uh, I, what else, what ain't gonna happen is nobody not gonna mess with you. I'm from the loo." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that let me know. I'm like the loo. I'm like this dude from the east side of St. Louis, man. Yeah. So he don't, he ain't really caring about what go down. You know, it's yeah. not gonna. So, so those are two instances, you know, of, of things that happen. I was thinking about that. Wow, man. So. I don't even know why I got on. I got off our track, but I, I was thinking about I, sh- I should have put those in the book, right? Yeah. Because that would have been a great example of how God's protected me, you know. So my wife, you know, she was struggling with some trying to come up with something. So she's not she she's not gonna. Ask, he actually asked me to ask you too. Yeah. I don't know what the time frame is, yeah. you know. Yeah, because I need to know the time frame. Yeah, actually, I'll, something just popped in my head just a minute. Okay, ago. well, I'll, I'll 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 ask him what the time frame is, uh-huh. and then but giving that as an yeah. example, he was just and he's like whoever. He said if you just yeah. know somebody that yeah. want to contribute or anything like that, and so that's the thing is what what mountaintop experience has God brought you over to where you are today that. You know, so, and you know, and I, and I think about that when I, mean, I think about life going from like day to day life, man, because, uh, and it's not just the protection, which I really appreciate because I've been in some situations, mm-hmm. man, and, uh, I, I don't know how those situations would have turned out had I been left to my own resolve, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, some of them would have ended up really bad, <laughs> yeah. you know, so I'm thankful for that. And so when yes. I, I, when I go through life, man, that's just my, that's my mantra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking, so when people talk, you know, can you think of something that God, yeah, God will protect you. Yeah. You know, will. No, I, I, I didn't ask for that. I do now. Yeah. I'm, I'm thankful for it. And first to it now. Yeah. I'm like, Hey man, I, <laughs> I appreciate what you've done. Would you keep doing it? You yeah. know, cause <laughs> I don't want you, cause I don't want to be like Samson, you know, yeah. who had this, his talent and the gift. And his only thing he had to do was not tell anybody where it was, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. And so his woman got to him, and he told him what a secret was. Boom. He lost his protection. Yeah. You know, because before he lost his protection, couldn't nothing get at him. Man, yeah. he was, mm-hmm. man, he was just, you couldn't hurt him. Yeah. You know, he was whooping people left and right, yeah. man. I mean, he was just. Have it, yeah. Want to. Uh, see that power of sensuality. Right. You have to be careful. Right, yeah. right. You have to be careful. <laughs> and so, man, so I'm like. I don't know other than, you know, he loved me before the foundation of the earth. I don't understand why I'm I'm so blessed to have that protection. Yeah. I really, but I am so thankful for it, man. So yeah. it's one, and one of the things that I mentioned in the book is uh, I was talking about how I went to Atlanta, you know, and I was just tooling around Atlanta. And, well, I, y'all heard me say this a number of times about me going into dangerous neighborhoods, mm-hmm. right? And so... I, I I was talking about how I went there with my wife one time, man. And I was getting ready to get out and do something. She's like, "No, you're not." You know, so, <laughs> you know, you're not going to get out this vehicle. <laughs> but see, well, I but I had a 
husband to come back home. I with had me. the I had the whole history. Yeah. Of what I've been through. Yeah. To, you know, to that was my what I was relying on. I was like, yeah. He ain't never failed me yet, man. Yeah. He's also <laughs> life experiences. It's it, it's funny because it's it's twofold. Like you should just trust number one, which right. you know mm-hmm. it's a tough thing for everybody to do. Right. But also something that tends to add to that trust is your life experience, right? Because like you said, you had a whole history of things that said it doesn't matter what happened over here, I'm good, right? And I and I'm and I'm the same way. You know, we I grew up where you grew up, right. and I think it was mm-hmm. bad when you. I think it was worse when you grew up, but it was still bad when I grew up. You right. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And when I was there, I have similar stories where, like, I mean, just kind of give an example. Um, you know, people were pushing us to do drugs early. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. when you, like, in middle school and, like, right when you get to high school, like, right. people is really pushing, like, speed, like, drugs. Right. right? Mm-hmm. And I can remember a time when I was on Truman Street. Right. And because where I grew up, it was no separation. Like, I wasn't hard. I wasn't no thug. Right. And I, I don't really mean to classify anybody that way. But, right. you know, with some people that was a little bit more tough than me. Right. Right. But if you didn't kind of roll with the with the tough people, right. then you would be looked at as soft. Right. Or they would treat you a different way. And there was plenty of times where I could be around with all these people and somebody that don't know me would come up and be like, hey, little man, go ahead and hit this. Right. Go ahead and get on this thing. Right. And it would be other tough people. That I wouldn't have to say a word. Right. Would come up and be like, oh, nah, Troy don't mess around with that. He good, though. Right. Yeah. And this simply saying that I'm good changes the entire dynamic of right. the situation. Right. But not only that, gives me a sense of comfortability where I don't have to feel any type right. of way about being there. Right. And I didn't tell anybody to do that. Right. I didn't do anything different than anybody. Or I didn't, I wasn't, spe- I mean, I was special in my own way, but I wasn't the hoop star. I wasn't right. anybody that they was trying to look out for me for no reason. Right. It was just that, now nah, Troy, cool. Right. Leave him alone. Right. So, you know. Uh, I wanted to ask you. Uh, who, who is? Troy. Okay. Uh-huh. Now, you say, okay, Didi. Y'all grew up in the same neighborhood. Yeah. Right. So, Dee Dee probably had it harder than you as far as the drug scene. Yeah. Okay. Do you think your children have it uh, tougher than you um, as far as uh, the the growing up with uh, the not temptations. just social media? Social media, the temptations of drugs and right. alcohol, and they're getting it at a younger age than you. So, um, I, I, so this is what I would say, right? Mm-hmm. I can sit back and when I'm talking specifically about drugs, mm-hmm. I can say that I think my uncle had it harder than me because it was really an epidemic when he was growing up. Mm-hmm. The 80s was a crack. Right. And it was all of this stuff going on mm-hmm. that they could not get in control. Yeah. But when it comes to life just as a whole, I would never say that he had it harder than me, nor will I say that I had it harder than my kids Mm -hmm. because I think that the weight kind of shifts. So, like, where my kids didn't have to grow up the way that I did, now their expectation level is higher. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard to live up to expectation because now there's a different kind of emotion tied to the disappointment. So just kind of give an example, like, I got A's and B's when I was growing up, and I also had C's, right? Mm -hmm. Well, TJ, this past... Um, semester, he been getting straight A's all of this time, but he got his first B, right? right. He cried his heart out. Wow. Right? And now, in my mind, I'm thinking like, dang, like, 
I don't I don't want to tell him I don't want to tell him okay it's cool to get bees because that's right. not what I want to happen. Mm-hmm. I want to tell him that it's okay that he has a B. We can work harder to get an A next time, right? Mm-hmm. Right. But the thing is. There's an emotional tie to that that I can never understand because I didn't have the stress of making sure I had to get A's or me disappointing somebody if I didn't get it because my grades wasn't getting looked at the same way that I look at his. So you can also you can potentially say that he have it harder. And that's the reason why you got kids who do things that are not, um, you know, they they get depressed. Mm -hmm. They you know, they so where do you think that that pressure is coming from? For him, I don't. I don't. I, I think it's self. I think self inflicted. Self inflicted. Just yeah. like I think that the pressure that I put on myself, where a dude would tell me to do something that I don't want to do. Now I'm trying to be cool. Now I'm, I'm inflicting a sense of pressure on myself too, mm-hmm. right? So I think it kind of it kind of translates just depending on how you look at it. Okay. Yeah, a question going to the, the grades and getting to be the first B in his life. <laughs> Because I, I, you know, I, I had the, I, I had the gambit. I had some A's, some B's. Yeah. I, you know, I had yeah. some F's. I got a zero. Yeah. <laughs> I never got an F, yeah. but. But uh, yeah. I, I got, I had told my mother one time, I say, Mama, I'm just going to give you a heads up. When yeah. the report card come out this, this time, I'm going to have an F on there. Mm-hmm. And she didn't get mad. She said, well, why do you think you're going to get an F? I'm like, well, I'm going to get an F because I can't bring my book home. Yeah. She said, okay, don't worry about it. I will take care of that. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. I ne- but this is what this is the question my mother would ask me no matter what grade I got. Yeah. Did you do the you, best you, you could? Can, right. If you did the best you could and that got you a C, we work hard on trying to get a B. Right. But I'm not disappointed in you getting a C if you put forth everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I, I kind of give you all a little backstory since we actually talking about that. You know, for him... Number one, I, 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 I'm just going to automatically assume you do your best because that's what my that's what my commentary is every single day. Right. I don't care what we end up with. Just like grandmother used to tell me. She, grandmother used to tell me this all the time. Troy, I don't care if you uh, a bum as long as right. you're an educated one. Just try right. your hardest just to get this right. part done and then we good, right? Right. So I kind of tell my kids, like, we try our hardest in everything we do. Right. We, we're, we're Washington. This is how we're going to operate. Mm-hmm. So if you come up short, I know you tried your hardest. I'm not even going to question that. Right. The reason why we were, I feel like we were able to get past it because this is a unique situation, and I don't want to make this be a crush for him, but TJ got an A in math. He got an A in science. Right. He got an A in reading, and he got an A in English. Right. Okay. He got a B in social studies. Right. And it's not like history. This is social studies. Like, right. And his teacher is a little eccentric. Right. And she comes in with personal views and all right. of this different stuff. Yeah, unnecessary. Right. And again, yeah. you know, I, I, I we need to learn social studies. Right. Right. So I tried I I I, I tried to frame it without judging his teacher too much. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, the essential things that you have in life are the things that you got A's in. Right. And then not only that, in this class you got an eighty nine. It was right. the, like the the highest B that you can potentially get. Mm-hmm. I don't particularly particularly agree with things that you've told me that your teacher talks about in class right. mm-hmm. and this is a subjective thing meaning it's based off of how they feel right so i wouldn't take that to heart too much now that doesn't mean that i don't want you to try to get an a right i want you to try to get an a we'll figure it out you know what i mean but don't be so hard on yourself because right. look at what you did right and that's kind of how we approach i it. think uh, if i were in that situation right now i would say look you know we have our particular values. The right. teacher has her particular values. Okay. In this class, you get, even though you don't agree with right. her, 
you get the grade and keep your values. Right. So I think right. that's, you know, that's right. part of the best, you know, yeah. you're going to, if this is what she requires for you to get the A, you do that, but you know when you walk out that room, that's not your values. Right, right, right. That's not, to me, that's very unfair. It is. It's yeah. just totally unfair. Yeah. And and why do your values matter more than mine? Right. I mean, you when are you, here to teach social studies. Is, and that's what so you should be social doing. Social studies, leave your opinion out right. of it. And that's where... I think that's where a lot of confusion comes in with kids nowadays, too, because too many teachers are uh, giving their opinion right. instead of getting that book. Let's learn what's in this book. Right. I think more of the failure come in and, and parents not instilling their values. Well, you that's know, true because too. if yeah. the parents don't say anything, then they're going to go with what the teacher says. Right. You know, my teacher said this, my teacher. Well, okay, well, if you're having these conversations at home every day, mm-hmm. when they get there and the teacher say, you know, they don't. They, they going to be some pushback. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like uh, I told you about when I was in seventh grade. The social studies teacher, man, just really she, she devalued black people. Mm-hmm. You know, but mm-hmm. my classmate, man, when when she got when she started getting down on us, mm-hmm. man, they lit into her. Wow. They did her so bad, man, she quit. Wow. Yeah. You know, because it's like do you, you have an opinion on this. Um, I well, not really, because I was just gonna say that. I mean, I they have an opinion, but I I don't know. I don't know how to really say it without saying it in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> and you on you on the road to improvement, so don't. <laughs> and and, and the, again, for us, like the fun the funny thing is, and, and I know L A know this too because she had young girls like kids don't know anything, right? Right. Yeah. So even if you're instilling uh, certain values, there's always another level. To the value, right? right. You know, yeah. even with us, we only give kids so much that we feel like they can handle at right. a certain specific, at a certain time. Mm-hmm. And so, when people start to give layers, it's tough, right? right? It, it becomes something like, okay, well, we hadn't talked about this. Now, I like it because it gives me because I I don't run away from any conversation, right? You know what I mean? And I think mm-hmm. um, the again the the best part, I guess, in my household, Troy don't argue facts, mm-hmm. right. so that means I give my kid. The opportunity to tell me that I'm wrong. Right. So, like, if you think that I'm wrong, show me. Right. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know he's not necessarily afforded that in school. Right. Mm-hmm. But that's what I try to talk. To, that's you know, again, that's one of the things I told him. But well, he she, should be afforded that. He school. is, and, and, and you would hope that our kids would be that. But you know, uh, some adults are my way is the highway. Right. Even even when I grew up, like. My grandmama's not going. It doesn't matter. Like my grandmama didn't care what I thought about it. Yeah, you know. So right. it was just like this is kind of how it is. Right, and you either rocking with it or you not. You know, yeah, what I mean? this, this is this is in a side conversation, man. But I got in, in one of the most odd predicaments with my mom one time, man, and uh, she sent me to the bank, right? Yeah. And, uh, I, I I didn't do the banking thing. She was kind of training me, and then, so what ended up happening was I was supposed to get back a hundred dollars. Yeah. I didn't bring back the hundred dollars, yeah. you know. So we got into this conversation, and then uh, I I can't remember how I responded. So my mama said, "Are you calling me a lie?" <laughs> 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 used to do that so I'm like, this was my my actual response. I say, "Mama, I'm not calling you a lie." 
But what I'm telling you is I'm telling the truth. Right, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Because so I, I didn't know. I'm like, yeah. You no, know, I don't want to call you a liar, right. but I know I'm telling the right, truth. Right. So yeah. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to keep him catching that backhand. Man. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 I but see to me, I again, it don't always feel good. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? At, at my house, it don't always feel because I mean we all do it, and I love it, even though it doesn't. We don't talk about it because even me and Charnay, if me and Charnay get into an argument. Based off of what we think, mm-hmm. we're gonna somebody's gonna pull it up right. and say, "Okay, well here go the facts," and then the other person has got to bow down. Right. But our kids are the exact same because right. they see us do that, right. and I, I I like it. But again, in school, you can't just go to the teacher and be like, first of all, you can't handle no phone, right. but you can't be like, "Well, you don't know what you're talking about." You know right. what I mean? So I just try to tell him that that's why I went back and said, "Look, the things that she talks about in school." Are generally not things that people should talk about. Right, right. right. It's generally not stuff that you should um, discuss with kids. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that we can support the facts. Right. Yeah. Know that this grade means something to us, but it don't. Right. Because I don't want to mm-hmm. discount it. It's still a grade. You still got to roll with that thing. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the the people that you're in trying to impress is me and Mama. Right. And guess what? We don't care. Right. And see, they they spend eight hours. With these teachers, right, and I call it indoctrinating uh, them yep. with their opinions. When only thing that matters is the facts. The facts. That's Can all we I... just teach the facts? Just roll with the facts, baby. And that's it. You ever heard of a guy, uh, a guy named Thomas Sowell? Mm-mm. When you look into him, man, that's 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 his mantra. Yeah. What does the data say? That's mm-hmm. what. I, that, <laughs> that's how we. Again, that's how I listen. There we have we've had some of the craziest arguments. One day we was leaving for school, right? Uh-huh. And again, Brody's even getting in there. And Brody was like, Can I eat those grapes? And you know, Chardonnay was like, No, nah, you can't eat them. They brand. I was like, You can't eat them grapes. They ain't in the room with them grapes. Right. And it's this whole big, you know, argument in the in the morning, right? They're almost right. racist. Right. 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 <laughs> like it's, it's this whole big argument in the morning, right? Right. And so we all get in the car. Chardonnay, she goes and finds the data on the, on the internet right. and sends me the text, right? right? And I'm trying to find data, too, at the same time because I know how we all roll, right? right we all right. trying to race to the data. Uh. And so she sends the text, and Brody's sitting right there looking, and he sees the big red and the no right. and all that, and he said, Mama, know, Mama, Mama do know. She right. right. And then I can't do nothing but bow down to right. that. You know what I mean? Mm. And so, again, we, we going to roll with the facts all day right. around me. Well, so it's I'm, good that you spend time with your children after school and let them know, you know, this teacher, what she's, some of the stuff she's saying really does not matter. Yep. And don't let it um, change who you are because she's, basically, she's not right for sharing that information. That look, doesn't matter. Look, Auntie, I'm going to tell you what happened. This was TJ's first year in sixth grade. Right. So the first day, I mean, before school, you know, it was probably a Tuesday when I couldn't come in. We had to go to go meet the teachers. Right. Right. And so the very first day I met her, I already, already knew. knew. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I Like, when she came up and she started talking to me, so, so she me. She had blue hair or green hair? Uh, she didn't. <laughs> no, no, no. She, she's, she's actually, she's actually, she's older than y'all. She's right. older, right? Right. Mm-hmm. And. For me, I don't never discourage anybody about what they believe, what their morals is. I will right. listen to anybody. Right. And I won't even have any negative commentary. I won't debate you. Right. I will just be agreeable. Like, okay. Right. Okay. When she came and started talking to me and didn't know me and right. the stuff that she was saying to me, 
I was just like, okay, all right. Right. And then we kind of walked away, and then she was over talking to Charnay, and Charnay was the same. She was like, okay. When we walked out of there, we was like, she she's something. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't know what to describe it as, right. but this is somebody that's going to be on our radar. And lo and behold, right. you know, two, six, three, six weeks later, right. you know, you, wow. he got, again, I don't even know a kid that can get a, a B in social studies unless you just don't show up to class. Right. Yeah. Because it's not, going to kind of, it's not that kind of class. You <laughs> right. know what I'm saying? Exactly. So he got an A in math, an A in science, an A in reading, and an A in English. Right. And got a B in oh, social, social studies. studies. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Miss Social Studies okay. teacher. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is social studies an elective or is it still a No, it's, it's a required. It's a required class. Yeah. Yeah, but oh, her okay. her opinion is not required. Right, right. her opinion is elective. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Mom says we do the best we can to teach our children what they need to know. Exactly. Yeah, you know, so that's, and that's our job. <laughs> right. You know, you teach them the things they need to know, and and just just keep tabs on what they're learning. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it's so important. If 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 he teaches, yeah, but it takes a village to raise them it, it can't just be you and you it, it takes everybody that you put around your kids to be able to teach them how to be the person that they're going to be i don't know about everybody though uh, some <laughs> people i don't want no, uh, you know what i I'm mean sitting your surroundings you know mm -hmm. like family certain people the ones that you know that are supposed to be around your your child right yeah you, uh, you know they say it takes a village to raise them and mm -hmm. it does it don't just take the parents because they don't just stay around the parent. They also no, go, they don't. you know, neighbors, grandparents, you know, around okay, family. So, so what about the teachers that's not teaching your kid the right way? What oh, I'm sure they have another social stu uh, studies teacher that you could refer them to. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to say on the village, the village comment. It, it, I'm gonna say to a certain degree, it, I agree that it does take a village to read a child, but everybody to can't raise. be included in yeah to rate. But everybody get can't be included in the village. Yeah, and that's I oh, guess yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's that's what she was saying. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, the so, people you know that right, can feed yeah. into them, allow them to feed. Because a lot of people take that comment and go, "It's all inclusive." No, mm -hmm. it's a it's a small village. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. yeah, because no. I I go ahead, uh, L.A. Oh no! I wasn't saying anything. I was agreeing. Oh, okay. Because I've um, I've talked to a young person that that's very important to me. Um, we were in in the same conversation with a couple of other people, and I'm just listening, and he he's just listening, and it's like when we left there, I was like, let's talk about right. what was said, and then. Let's get rid of all the negative, right. all the stuff you didn't need out of that conversation. Right. Let's just throw that out. Right. And then we'll keep moving forward with what was positive about right. it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and that's, those that's are, a good way of saying it to them. I, I think if teachers were truly trying to educate kids, they would be the same type of teachers that I'm going to say that I had when, oh I, was, my goodness, when right? I was growing up. Because all of my teachers from elementary through high school mm – -hmm would say challenge us on what we're teaching they would tell us mm -hmm. you know don't believe it just because we're teaching we're well they're teaching different right they now teach than back then right they were by the textbook right back then. you know their opinions well, but also back then 
they were they were encouraging critical thinking. That's true. Which is not being encouraged now. Critical no, thinking to get you in, in the uh, principal's office. Mm-hmm. You know. I, and, and, and why? And and I and again I, I know it's uh we have uh you was in there in the eighties, I was in there in the nineties. Like I don't even again, just trying to process it, even me thinking back now. I wouldn't even say even when they got to me that they were teaching critical thinking, but I also don't ever remember knowing anything about my teacher's personal life. Personal right, life. Right. I, I, I just I just don't remember it. Right. And I remember the teachers that I liked. I remember what we talked about. Mm-hmm. But I never remember personal opinion right. coming into it. Right. It was literally like you said, well, well we, this is what we studied in the book today. Right. Mm-hmm. And I might not have wanted to do it, but that's what we literally were doing. Exactly. Right. The only only teacher, Miss Mark, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the, she never did really tell anything personal, but she was really funny. And she was like, Y'all, I like to eat. Yeah. You know, so baby, if y'all want to uh, bring something for me for lunch, I'm, yeah. I'm going to eat it. But notice, I'm going to eat your food. And if you get an F, I'm going to flunk you while I'm eating your chicken, baby. <laughs> 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 so you can feed me all you want you to. You're still going to get gonna the grave. You're going to get the influence my You're going to get an F, yeah. but I'm going to have a mouthful of greasy chicken. <laughs> 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 I'm going to play a song uh, from our guest from last week, and then um, we'll be right back. Yeah. Hold on, everyone. Let me see if I can get this. What you do? You're about to experience the meal effects. I need to the dance floor now.
Dr. James McConnell here, host of Dr. James McConnell's The Small Business Network. Tune in every Saturday at 1 p.m. Central to watch Dr. James McConnell's The Small Business Network. Our show focuses on the small business, the journey, the drive, the triumphs, everything that goes in running and owning a small business. We want to interview and feature you to talk about your journey. It doesn't matter if you're a ready-made business or a brand-new business. We want to focus on your journey. Be sure to tune in to Fishbowl Raider Network. Let's jump in. Podcasters, the name of the game is to get more visibility for your podcast so you can gain more credibility with your audience, thus more profitability. If you're ready to start syndicating your podcast and massively grow your audience and influence, then contact Fishbowl Radio Network today at 817-633-4880. Fishbowl Radio Network is one of the largest streaming platforms in the world. And now your podcast can be heard all over the world by the listening audience that Fishbowl Radio Network has amassed over the last 11 years. With over 6 million impressions a month and growing, this is a platform that all podcasters should be on to create greater visibility for their podcast. Jump in today and be a part of the Fishbowl family, streaming great live internet radio shows and podcasts 24-7-817-633-4880. Jump in. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. (sighs) Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Check one, two. We're back, we're back, man. So, I what were we talk? We were just talk. We were general conversations. I want, I want to switch up for a moment, man. Well, wait a minute before okay. you switch up. Yeah. My aunt Betty will be ninety-seven this Saturday. So, happy birthday, happy. Aunt Betty! Happy birthday. birthday! Okay, so what time is it? Sixteen. Yeah, I do do this now. Okay. Okay. I I want to take a a, a moment. And I pray that I don't get too emotional, but I want to honor a friend of mine who went home to be with the Lord this weekend. Man, everybody that knows me know that I go to the back door on Fridays and Saturdays. And there are two co-owners. One of them's name is Linda Stockner. The other young lady who went home to be with the Lord's name is Jan Norton. And uh, man, we have a over thirty year history. We've known each other, man. And when I first started going to the back door. You know, I would say, particularly with me and Jan, <laughs> it wasn't a super great relationship, man. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't on Jan's part. I was, I was the one being the, uh, the tool in this, in this part of the relationship. You know, because I was going, I was a little arrogant. 
You know, you couldn't tell me nothing. I'm funny. I know I'm funny. I'm not going to listen to your rules. I'm going to do what I want to do. But the room was a clean room, right? And so what, what would end up happening a lot of times is me and Jan would butt heads. Yeah. And Linda has the same rule, but Linda is the South approach. Yeah. Linda would come in, well, yeah, you know, we're trying to do it. Jan was like, look, I told you not to do that. <laughs> Bottom line. <laughs> right, you know, Jan was South cutting dry. Look, that's we not doing that here. Yeah. And so we would butt heads. And uh, as a matter of fact, I had uh, not a little more than a, a year ago, I was telling her one time she banned me from the club. She don't ever remember banning me from the club. But she did. <laughs> she banned. She banned me for the club. Went back. You know, it wasn't like a lifetime ban. It was like yeah. you just can't come next week. Yeah. And so she was like, "No, I never did." I said, "Yeah, Dan, I was. I was a butthole. Yes, you. Yeah." Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, we was having a conversation. So over the course of the years, what what ended up happening was two things. She found out about me. One, she found out that I was a Christian. Yeah. And then she found out that I was conservative. And she was conservative as well, but she couldn't talk to people about it because she didn't want to be called racist, sexist, homophobe, bigger, right? (laughs) And so one day she just kind of tapped me on the shoulder. She said, Didi, I hear you. She already knew I was a Christian. She said, I hear you a conservative. I was like, and then she just unloaded on me. I can't talk to nobody. (laughs) Man, uh, that night, man, the show lasts for two hours, right? And then there's some... Go over to do uh, karaoke. Four hours, man. I just heard just unloading, man. So from that point on, our relationship just grew, man. It was it, all our conversation was about Christianity yeah. and conservatism, right? So one one day I go in and she's not there. I ain't think nothing of it because from time to time she wouldn't be there. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like. Okay, she'll be here next week. So just days, weeks go by. I don't see her, right? And so, uh, so I asked Linda, you know, what's going on with Jan? She's not saying nothing, right? Yeah. So now, remember, I talked. We bonded over these two, right. these two issues. Then one day, out of the blue, I get a phone call. She said, "Dee Dee is Jan," and I said, "Hey, Jan, how you doing?" She said, "Will you pray for me?" Yeah. I'm like, "Sure. What's going on?" She said, "I just found out I have cancer." You know, stage four and don't look good, right? Yeah. So we having the conversation, and I prayed for her, I prayed for her immediately, right? And then, and then we just started talking, and she just and we would talk almost every week because she every time she called me, she was a, she was just afraid. She said, "Diddy, I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I don't want to die. I don't want to die." I'm yeah. like, "Jan, you're gonna be all right. You're gonna." So I never talked about dying. I was, right. "You're gonna be all right." You're right. Then one time she called me and she said, and, th- and this, this was her comments. Does that where it's like? I don't want to die, but if it's his will, I'm ready to go. New right. that that was yeah. I was able to change our conversation from yeah. that point on. I said, yeah. now let's talk about both yeah. both ends yeah. of the deal. Yeah, I'm gonna pray that you stay here. Yeah, but I'm gonna pray if it's God's will that you go. Right, that He take you. And so he she ended up living, man. Man, two year, two yeah, years and some months. Years, yeah. yeah, two years and some months, man. And so, the uh, the the other cool thing about Jan is, you know, whenever we had a conversation, and the same is true as Linda, we always end the conversation with "I love you." Yeah, mm-hmm. always. That's the that's the very last words I heard her say to me. That's tight. Very last words she heard me say to her. That's tight. And not only you know did she love me, 
when she would call, my wife would be on speaker. And I said, my wife is on speaker. Mm-hmm. And she knew that my wife was like me. And, man, she would just so She would just go on and yeah. on about the topics that she wanted to talk about. Yeah. Did y'all see this? What do you think about that? Yeah. You know? yeah. And see, and she had started talking with me and my wife prior to finding out about the uh, the cancer diagnosis, which was kind of – this is the thing that would – that kind of clued me in that something wasn't right. You remember this conversation, baby? She said, I want to take you out to dinner. Yeah. Yeah, she yeah, said, I, I do remember Yeah, that. she said, uh, I just love y'all, man. I want to oh, take yeah, you out to dinner. I, yeah. I and so I was like, okay, well, we'll, you know, this. We'll make that happen. We'll make it happen. Just let us know when you want. And that was the last. That's when we, that's when I we stopped communicating. Yeah, and that's when the stuff started going. Like, well, what's going on? You know, we we talked about going to dinner. Yeah, you know, and I ain't heard from it. Then I get the phone call, Didi. Would you pray for me? I'm scared. Yeah, and so I, we we so we from that point on, like I said, once she found out, once she said, I'm not afraid to I, I, whatever happens, I'm cool with it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. then that changed our conversation, and then uh, I would always we would always pray. The last conversation we had was together uh, was about a month ago, right, right? About a month and a half ago. I yeah, because she called and uh, and we, my wife and her, me and my wife prayed for her. Yeah. You know, because we, we're in the middle of the conversation. We just stopped and asked, can we pray for you right now? And she yeah. was like, of course. You know, yeah. and so we prayed for her. And so it was it was a good relationship. You know, I don't want to, you know, because it, it started out not so great. But once for the last two years, that's three years. You know, cause, but once she found out, man, that I was a Christian and then we bonded in a certain area, man, I, that relationship just it just went to a whole nother level. Yeah. So I'm at the club this weekend. At the comedy club. At the comedy club, not the club. I, I, I just say club, right? But if anybody know me, it's a comedy club. So uh, I'm, I'm over there doing karaoke because when I finish, I go over on the other side. Now it's like three songs that I yeah. sing, right? And so the guy that does the karaoke say, Didi, what's going on with Linda? I'm like, I hadn't noticed anything. He said, man, something going on. And she kicking doors. And, you know, I'm like, I didn't see it. Yeah. You know, I was like, I don't know. I'll go ask her. Yeah. And so I go to the other side. By then, she calmed down. Hey, Linda, how you doing? She said, I'm all right. You know, and then she said, I, and she said, I love you. And I said, I love you, too. And then, you know, my wife was watching. Uh, scrolling through Scrolling Facebook. through Facebook. And she said, oh, no. And I'm like, what? She said, Jan passed. You know, and so I was like, wow. Oh, and so I, yeah. And it was like, it was yeah. a trip because I'm thinking, I'm literally thinking I'm going to call her in the next day or two. I, I was yeah. to myself, I hadn't said this, but I'm yeah. like, I'm going to call because I hadn't talked to her in a minute. Yeah. I want to see how she's doing. Then that post came across Facebook. I was like, oh my God, yeah. man. But I thought, I'm like, she fought. Yeah. You know, yeah. she fought. She tried yeah. to stay here, she man. She fought the good yeah. fight, man. And uh the whole time that we would have our conversations, man, she was always upbeat. You yeah. know, from from the from the time she resolved she was okay with whatever happened. Yeah. The conversation. Then she actually in a strange way became not a strange way, but she came more concerned about me. Yeah. You know, because she one of her her areas of, of education was uh naturopathic medicines. And so she would always have conversations with me about, Didi, you should do this. Didi, you should right. do that. And she said, uh, I would have been doing those things if I had an idea yeah. that this was going to happen. Because she, she didn't go in as like, we noticed some polyps. She went in, you stage four. Yeah. When, by, the, by the time she even knew anything, she was already at the stage. You know, and it's not, you can come back from stage. It's a right. lot, lot more difficult. Right. But it is possible, you know, yeah. to reverse to reverse stage four. 
and the movie's having a conversation. She was like, "Yeah, I know. I can. I could have done this. I can eat this." And the cutting the the major thing, if you're going to fight cancer, the major thing you have to give up is sugar. Yeah. Mm. That's the major yeah. part of your diet. You just got to let it go. I'm not yeah. saying you can't ever return to it, but right. if you're trying to be cancer, yeah. sugar can't be a part of your diet, yeah. you know. And then there are just some natural herbs and things yeah. that you can do and stuff. So I was, I was, I was surprised, man. You know, and I, 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 there's a song I listened to on Mother's Day. It's called Mama Song. Yeah. You know, and I play that in, in, in memory of my mom. So in memory of her, I played it. When I found out that she had yeah. died, man, so so very. I wanted to play it today, but I'll probably like I break down and cry if I was like, but yeah. But I just wanted to take a moment yeah. to honor my friend Jen Norton. I'm going to miss her. I loved her, man, and uh, we had a beautiful relationship, yeah. man. So that's she was a beautiful she was she was a beautiful person. So as we as we move forward, man, I was wondering, man, because uh, and maybe I don't know, cause my wife had a uh, that remember the jacket you had where you had the guy spray paint. The design oh, yeah, on yeah, uh-huh, the turtle. Yeah, I was wondering if uh uh the uh the airbrush it's called airbrush. Yeah, if I can get an airbrush picture of her. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. You, you know, can. and uh, yeah, they do it all the time. Yeah. They do it. So I was I was thinking maybe maybe because that black and white picture, it was a really nice picture, and I was like maybe I can go to like I don't think they used to do it at Six Flags Mall. Yeah, Parks Mall. The Parks, I love yeah, it. I, yeah, I don't know why I keep saying I Six Flags, man. Like, I always call the Parks Mall Six Flags Mall. Uh, Adidas the other day. He said, "Oh, I got." He said, I got these from Six Flags Mall. Yeah. I said, like, you ain't got yeah, that from Six Flags Mall. Right, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I no, keep calling the parts. Mall. Six Flags Mall? Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I just, I can't Hold get. On, it was one on, on, uh, it was one in Rollington, right? Yeah, right. yeah. It's, it's a, it's GM it factory like now. Three, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, I have a 360 yeah. division. I just keep saying it's it. but But I want to, I think I want to do that, man. I want to go to the airbrush shop and and have them. Airbrush me a, uh, a t-shirt with her image on it, mm-hmm. and uh, if I can't get it done, I want to do oh, it. They'll have it done for you. You should probably go to Redbird Mall. They'll have it. Oh, Redbird! Yeah. <laughs> oh, is Redbird still open? I, I, think, I think some so. parts yeah. of it are. Yeah. I may. Yeah. I had, I'm gonna stop. Because I mean, anytime you want something airbrushed that quick, you you know that's probably the place to go. Because uh, black people at funerals, they have yep. those shirts all the time. Right. So. Yeah. So I, I wanted. I was. I was hoping I, I mean, can, white people may do it too. But right. I know for sure what we in our neighborhood. <laughs> that's what yeah. we want up. Yeah. I was. I was hoping I can get it done and wear it this weekend when I go in. So I'm. I'm more. I may trip around there tomorrow and see if the, you know if they uh, somewhere in there they still have the airbrush shopping. Yeah, in, in a hood mile, you right? In a hood mile, you so, can go to Fort Worth, whichever hood mile. Yeah, that is. yeah. So if I can't get it done <laughs> get it. this week, I by next week at it, the it's latest. Big Chief was all still open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we get, yeah. I'm for sure got it. I'm oh, not telling yeah. you. You walk in, it's probably gonna be right when you walk walk in the door. Yeah, I had to had to, had <laughs> to go. Five shots in a row. Had to go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> had to go and strap the big uh, T, man. I got you. Got to go and talk about being talking about being prepared to die. You had to go in with the yeah. mindset. This might be the. This might not be. This might be the day that I get called on. Well, I'm like so. But yeah, I, I just wanted to take a moment to remember my friend. Man. Is this how so, you always look now too? Yeah, okay, yeah. Because this is yeah. they just sent me this one, and I was yeah. like, man, the, okay. um, um, license to carry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> and they used my same picture from my driver's. I license. think mine too. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I, t- I actually got my license before my driver's license mm-hmm. because uh, I messed around and didn't set my appointment <laughs> before I. Uh, so I don't know what it got. This, yeah. 
they took a old my old license yeah. picture uh-huh. because yeah. uh, when it came time for me to renew my license, I was like, because my wife told me you got to make an appointment. I'm like, yeah. okay, mm-hmm. I, I, I do it. Yeah, I do it. COVID, you had to make an appointment to renew yours. Yeah, I yeah. Did. I, I did. Well, since COVID, um, they uh-huh. make well. I could have walked in, but I would have had to wait a lot longer. So I, I did mine through the mail. Oh, did you? Yeah, they well, said no, we had to go in because yeah, it's been it a while. We had renewed ours through the mail. Like, yeah. yeah. It, I think after 10 years, you have to go ahead and go in. because yeah, okay. I last you know, three times paid. we did it through the mail. Yeah. And so they made us go in. And so, uh, yeah, I had to. You have to set an appointment. You just can't walk well, in. Okay. And so. I was like, no, I think you can, but oh no, they told me. Oh, no, when I got the thing, they said you got to set an appointment. The the notification that I got, Mm -hmm. so I was, I said it like the uh, first week of October. Which I'm like, almost the same week. Yeah, so I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, just ten days before. I'm like, my appointment was uh, November, November. Mm -hmm. so I had to wait till November. But I I had already renewed my conceal because I had renewed it months before. And so I did that one online. Yeah. You know, I actually uh, did my wife's online my as well. My daughter's telling so. me though we don't need a conceal to care conceal right carry. It's open carry now. License, right. I'd rather have. I, I'd rather, yeah. yeah. So would I. Oh, yeah, it's open carry. You don't really need a license for yeah. it. Yeah. But now, I just can't. Would Would any of y'all? I don't know how you feel about uh, guns, Tori. But would any of y'all open carry? No, I wouldn't. No, no. I be. I don't I look. Either. I don't even want people living. I got. I told y'all this story one day. The police put me over, and he was like, you know, he sent my license, and I didn't have no weapon with me. I was right. having, uh, He's like, where is it at? I was like, I didn't bring it down here because right. I just kind of, I just kind of know. He right. like, well, you're one of the good ones, so because right. I had the license, right. I don't want no beef. Right. I, know, right. I don't want no stress. And then <laughs> I've seen where a guy was standing in line, open carrying, and somebody came behind him, took his gun, and, right. and ran out the store. Right. Yeah, see, that's and that's and the other thing is if if, if you open carrying and somebody's going to do something bad, mm, they'll get you. They, first. You first. They're going to get you first because yeah. you, you you displaying that you had a weapon. You're, right? the, you're so, the threat. You're the threat you're, to what I'm trying right, to do. Right. Exactly. Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, I, I would no. Even though we are an open carry, so I would I only conceal carry because. What about you, L.A. No comment. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she said none of that. Yeah. I ain't got time but to be yeah, playing with y'all. Right, right. right. <laughs> I, I wanna Man, thank, we was watching. Uh, I want to thank everyone on our timeline for tuning in to the DD. Right, yeah. right. I appreciate y'all. I don't know. Yes. I just see Kevin Polite. I see Mom. I see Tony. Who Jelani else? Jelani Clay. Jake Jay Clay. Jake Clay's listening. Yeah. And Bridget. The last uh, few weeks, Jake, Jake, shout out. Nelson. Jay to the Clay. Jay Clay, man, he been there real strong these last few weeks, man. Right, so, man. So, so, we appreciate you, Jay Clay, man. That's that's how the how the young people say. That's what's up. That's what's up, baby. <laughs> that's what's we up. That's what's up, man. Every one of you, thank yeah, you man. for tuning in. That's a Elise Nelson. Uh, Elise Nelson. Okay. Oh, that's my baby. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, that's the. Uh, all right. You coping my gangster. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, where that uh, no comment came from. No right, comment. right, right. <laughs> I was getting ready to say so. I forgot what it was that quick. Maybe it'll come back to me in a well, second, we were man. About but I. Concealing carry, but maybe. No, nah, it, it wasn't. I don't think it was concealed carry mm-hmm. uh, related. But you know what, man? Well, how much time we have? We have about uh, about twenty five more minutes before, and, and, and I'm gonna have to cut out a little early because oh, I got to get okay. to practice. So. Oh, okay. Well, we certainly appreciate you. C- sure do. Coming Take in, time out to um, yeah, we, I know you're busy. Uh, yeah, we got our practices. Uh, so we ended up, you know, I try to try try for basketball to not 
get any practices on Tuesdays. Uh-huh. Right. But what we do is, so y'all know, is we out. We it's kind of like a lottery. Uh-huh. So that sun, the the day when we put in schedule requests, we got to put them in at seven o'clock a.m. that morning. Mm-hmm. And it, like imagine all the coaches at the Y submitted at the same time, right? <laughs> wow. And then they just go down a list about how they came in to uh-huh. give your schedules. And so what happens is sometimes you get your schedule and sometimes you don't. Wow. And fortunately for me this time, which is not why I haven't been here, I literally been working why I haven't been able to come, but I have been having practices on Tuesdays as well. But uh, they end up giving me Tuesdays at 8 o'clock, which is not necessarily an idea of practice for right. people who got kids that go to school, right? Right. So uh, it's it's been very uh, challenging, needs I say. But, you know, for me, um, and I told y'all kind of in the message, and I want, you know, everybody that's listening as, as well to know, like, you know, I'm a real estate broker. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And I'm also a dad. Dad come first. Right. And essentially, like, the way my kids play sports, they literally, we literally now have practices on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, every day this week. Wow. Every every week, we've been having practices every day. So, Mondays, our practices are from 7 to 8. Tuesdays, from 8 to 9. Right. On um, Wednesdays, it's from 6 to 8. Thursdays, from 6 to 8. And Fridays, 6 to 7. And so... When it comes to my work, people that want to look at houses work jobs. Right. So they look at houses whenever they get off of work. Right. And so literally, you know, I try to show houses before, or you know, sometimes I have to miss practices because I've been having to show houses. Right. And I'm happy for that because that just lets you know that we're busy now. So, you know, that's kind of what's been going on with me, too. Wow. Okay. How many sports are they in? They play so they right well. They play sports year round. They finna start soccer next, but right now they're playing basketball. But they both play basketball for two teams. So t- Brody plays for a competition team, um, kindergartners, but they play against like first and second graders. And then he also plays for the YMCA. And the reason why they play both um, two basketball sports is because they both love basketball that much. And TJ play for a competition team as well as um, the YMCA as well. Oh, that's good. Yeah. You are. Are you gonna put them in AAA or is that AAU? So that's been something that uh, I've been wanting to do for for TJ specifically. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, number one, trying to find a team. That's number one. Um, If you don't find a team, then that push it on the onus on you to actually coach the team. But I coach both their teams already. Right. So both both teams that they play on, both Brody's teams, I coach both, and both TJ's teams, I coach both. Oh. And so that's a lot of work, man. Yeah, it is, right? <laughs> it and is. then it, so it, for me to throw AAU in there, and that's a travel team, and then you know if if real estate does what I think it's going to do this year, then maybe that might be something that I can do. But um, it's already, like I say, we practice every single day, and then I'm leaving out. The games are on Saturdays and Sundays. Wow. So like last weekend, teach Brody had three basketball games, and TJ had three. Uh-huh. So you know we be busy. Man, we be busy. Well, so. no excuses for um not be, for being idle. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, and yeah. and and that's I the think. other thing. You know, when I was talking about the school stuff, mm-hmm. again, I kind of told him that too because during that last semester, he was playing on three. He was playing on three basketball teams. Plus, he made the school team. Right, and okay. he was the shout out to TJ. He was the only sixth grader that made his basketball team. Uh, oh um, yeah. So you know he's playing Congratulations, on. Congratulations, TJ. High or high school? Uh, mm-hmm. Middle high, school. Right? He's sixth, sixth grade. grade. Sixth, seventh, and eighth. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, you know, for him to be able to get all A's and all the main classes, I'll say, um, and still be playing sports the way he plays sports, I was proud of. 
Yeah, that is good. That's a good it combination. Wonderful. Um, uh, he sounds like he's a go-getter like you. So imagine yourself being a go-getter. So now you're going to see your son do something 10 times more than you. That's the plan. So that's why he thinks and does the way he does. And that's and that's and that goes back to the pressure that I'm, I was talking about at the beginning. Like, I don't, I don't purposely apply that pressure. But the conversation is, everything that I've ever told TJ and Brody is I tell TJ, at age 12, you're 10 times better than I was. And wow. I tell Brody, at age 5, you're 10 times better than your brother was. And so, like, the, the, the goal is for you to – I don't want to even compare. I don't even want to yeah. be close to what you can be. Yeah. You know, I try to give you everything that I didn't have plus what I have now plus, you know, what I can think of because I want you to be better than me and you are better than me. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know you got to hit that road, man, but – uh. You know, appreciate you coming in. Carl's presently surprised. I came around the corner and said, hey, Troy's already there. All we got to do is sit down and just, just, get, <laughs> just get it in. Let's get it happening. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Last week, I, honestly, last week I thought I was going to be here. So, shout out to uh, to Joel and, and Danielle. Um, and the reason why is because I, I'm always grateful for everybody that allows me to work for them. And, that's, and, and I, you know, it's a shout out to all the people that I'm employed by right now. Um, but last week. Um, we we saw a house on Monday during uh-huh. the daytime, and the husband didn't get to go. Mm-hmm. And so Tuesday, you know, he was like, "Well, before we, you know, sign for the house, he can we go it. look at the house?" Right. And the time that he got off work was five thirty, so right. we had okay. to go at five thirty, right. and it was out in White Settlement. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, it was it was out there. <laughs> that's, that's and like, <laughs> the crazy thing, like coming back, it was a wreck. So I didn't get home to like seven thirty, eight. I was wow. so. But again, I'm grateful for those. I'm grateful for that right. because elsewise, you know, ain't nobody eating at my house. Yeah, so, you, know, <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta know, do what you gotta do, you know? yes, sir. Uh, shout out to Kevin. He said, "Man, I wish I was on the show with y'all. You are welcome to come. Come on, you already, you already know, man. We already. I mean, how many times you gotta say it, man? <laughs> come next already, week. You're welcome. Welcome to come. You, know, you already know, man. Yeah. Or you can call in. You can do that as well. Yeah. You know, so. But he, he's more of an in, he got to be in the studio mm-hmm. kind of person, man. Because he's, he, I mean, he's, it's great to interact with him, man. Because right. just like the guy, man, that did the home inspections that oh, you, yeah. you referred us to. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know Chris what? Hunter. Yeah. I, we, we were. Uh, watching something on the news about how fast they throwing these houses up yes. and how bad they are all the kind of must, like they, the joists are not lining yeah. up man and uh the foundations are jacked up and water yeah. just running through the foundation yeah. they ain't even built the house man yeah. water coming out the side of the foundation yeah. it'd it be and that's the thing that people again people that feel like they don't need realtors i feel you you know you can do what you need to do mm. um but you know i would say Generally, the realtor is going to feed you to all the places that you need to go, meaning an inspector as well, right? Mm-hmm. But look, one of the new bills that one of the houses that I helped that was a new bill like two years ago, uh-huh. they put the whole house up and they had the windows uneven. Wow. Like the front windows, the ones that you pull up to, right? The, 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 yeah, that's yeah, what the uh, curb, what they call the it? Curb appeal. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, the and, elevation. And, 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 yeah, and, and the window. Like it, they, I mean, they were done. Right. So we had to go and tell them, y'all got to take that window out, take those bricks off the front of the house, right, mm-hmm. and replace the window, and then right. put the bricks back up. Right. But it's stuff like that that you know. It's so important. It's important. And, and see, the thing is, with the house that they found all the mistakes in, mm-hmm. and they ended up having to give these people their earnest money back and mm-hmm. all that, and their down payment. Well, they put the same house back on the market. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. So someone else is going to buy that faulty house, yep. and if they don't have an inspector come to inspect that house, they're going to have a lot of problems on down the road. And, and I will tell you this, too, and it's just something just give y'all a little game, anybody that's out there trying to get a house. Generally, whenever a house is sold, there has to be a seller disclosure. Or if there's an inspection and they find that there's some faulty stuff, that's like say for instance, we had it on the market, we uh, we took it off the market because we found out something was wrong. Once you're aware, you're supposed. I don't want to even talk loud. You're supposed to tell. You're supposed to disclose, and you have protections if you get an attorney to take care of that. But again, you know, if you ain't talking to no no realtor, then you know you can figure stuff know out. These you know, things. right? <laughs> uh, L A. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Elise told me to let you know that she is watching. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no comment. And thank you for joining on the show. Yeah, thank you, Elise. How old is she All right. Mm, love you. See you next How old is Elise now? How old is Elise? That's her. Uh, my baby's 20. She'll be oh. 21 this year. Dang, 20? Man, twenty one this year. Right. Twenty one. I still ain't got my cake. Hold <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> up. That's not the baby, is it? Is that the baby? Yeah, it's not that one. Oh, okay. 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 I ain't gonna say what I want to say. Yeah. No, this not, the one that made you, you a grandmother. That's the that's the grandmama baby. Yeah, gave you right. your, your uh special package. Okay, let me yes, see. Is a special package. Mm-hmm. Nothing like you know. I didn't know that babies could make you cry every <laughs> time you see them. Yeah, miss. First born. Every time I seen them, I just wanted to cry. Like, it's, oh my god! Especially crazy. if you hadn't seen them in a while. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I, I go never long without seeing them. <laughs> <laughs> I can. I can never ever. You know, I always remember my grandmother, man, because we spent our summers there. Mm-hmm. Man, it was just on the way there, she would just light up, you know, mm-hmm. because she was happy. We were going to be there for almost 90 days, right? Right. But when we left, man, it just. Sad again. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it just. I just, I almost didn't want to look back at her, man, to mm-hmm. say goodbye. Yeah. Because the uh, the way she would look, man, and she knew she going to see us again, mm-hmm. God willing, right? Yeah. But it just, I didn't want to see her like that, man. Right. You know, I think that's one of the reasons why. When I was when I passed the age of sixteen, when I got my driver's license, mm-hmm. I w- I would visit her often. That's good. You know, I would just yeah. I wouldn't. Nobody knew where I was, man. Well, I just boom. I wake up one day, boom. I'm at my grandma, and I would spend the nights there. I would go there and spend week. Nobody would know where I was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so I just grandma. I'm here. I'm gonna be here for that a couple. Was of pre-cell phone. You yeah, guys. that was yeah. It was pre-cell <laughs> phone. Me, so I yeah. I just jump in the car, man, and I never told her. I never told her when I was coming, man, because I just love seeing that look on her face. Mm-hmm. Grandma, I'm gonna be here mm-hmm. for. I'm gonna be here for a few days, man. Say, well, baby, you know you go back you there, know make you well, right, right. Baby. And she I always <laughs> never could leave her house without taking back enough calories to make ten people <laughs> fat. My grandma. <laughs> my grandma. That's how it was when we would go to uh, Louisiana for the uh, um, holidays. They would make sure you had that that paper plate with right. the oil over it, with all man. that good stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Man, I loved it, man. But yeah, I mean, so I, I yeah, I taught L.A. Yeah, I know that they crying thing, man. So uh, 
It's, I mean, we, even when we got, I can refer as granddaughter, man. How excited mm-hmm. we will be, man, yes. when she would come over and then we pack her bags and take her back home, man. How sad. We, we had that look on our face, too, man. Yeah. Cause it was like we had just <laughs> really enjoyed having her over. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so. It was a joy. And, you know, my grandson, who is, what, 15 now? 15. 15 mm-hmm. Who, who, uh, came down for the holiday. It was nice to see him. Yeah. yeah. You know, he came just. Did he taller than you? Oh, he's taller than both of them. Yeah, he, yeah. He's definitely taller than me. But he, yeah. didn't, <laughs> he didn't notice he was taller than me at first. Uh-huh. And he was walking through that. He just happened to pass by. He's like, Papa, I'm taller than you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, yes. you're a little, little taller than I am now, son. I mean, Toya, I mean, L.A., you better enjoy him because he's going to grow up so fast. And before you know I it. I enjoy every moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those those yeah. are uh, special gifts, man. So they are. I don't know if this thing is going to play. I'm going to try to make it play. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was really. Let's see. Let's see. If, turn my volume all the way up. Okay. Two professors did a study, and the study went something like this. They asked the research subjects a simple question. The question they proposed was, you, uh, you're you looking for work, and you have two job offers. Okay? Job offer A is going to pay you $100,000 per year, but your coworkers will make $200,000 a year. Job offer B is going to pay you $50,000 a year in a company where your co-workers make $25,000 per year. The professors found that fully 50% of Americans choose job B. It's actually at the heart of a lot of what's wrong in America because these people don't want to do better themselves. They actively want someone else to be doing worse than them. It's not about them making more money. It's about, well, that person makes more. They're concerned about what other people are making uh, and not what they're making themselves. Two professors. I thought that was pretty interesting, man, that uh, when I first heard it about, you know, we're going to pay you 200000 but your co-worker's going to make 400000 and I'm thinking two hundred thousand. I'm I'm a jump on that. Yeah, that's you know, that's not bad. <laughs> I don't care what they make. Right. You know, I maybe I'm like I'm gonna take the two hundred and maybe I can get the four. Exactly. But most people would get started. Would choose the fifty. I'm like, first of all. In what country were they from? Oh, it was it was a study done. It was just they didn't say where it was, but it was just a study done here in the United States. Um. So I'm like. Two hundred thousand. My coworkers making four hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Or I can take, I can get fifty thousand. They make twenty. Right there, I'm like fifty. Why, why would you settle for fifty thousand? When you can, when you can make two hundred, and it, I don't care what my coworkers make. Right. I, I don't care. And I know it up front. Mm-hmm. And you know, you didn't already told me up front they making four hundred. I'm getting two. Okay. Right now, I ain't getting nothing. Exactly. <laughs> two hundred thousand is more than right. fifty thousand. But just so you can say people making less than you, mm-hmm. you gonna take the fifty, so you know everybody below you making twenty. That is that, that is, is something else. That's that an incredible. It is. It's really sad. <laughs> and an it says a lot about you as a person. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, when I saw that, I'm like, man, that's crazy, man. I just, I couldn't get my my brain wrapped around that, man. I'm, I'm going to make 50000 But that, that's the selfishness of people nowadays. Right. You know, and, and the need to be above 
somebody right allegedly above because money doesn't make you better right you know what i mean Mm -hmm. And, and that's the thing man is the mentality is that you rather have someone below you they well, make good money and have somebody making more than you. That reminds me of people who have great ideas, uh-huh. keep them to themselves, right. keep it to themselves, and won't help anybody else. Right. It's enough for everybody. Right. It's it some, is enough for everybody. In some instances, I can understand why you would have a great idea and not share it. Okay, well, let's say you're already established. Even if you're already established. Yeah, because... Uh, I use uh, LTV Aerospace and Defense as an example. Okay. When we sign, when we fill out the application, part of the application said that if we came up with anything, it automatically became company property. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. So, for that reason, I would never invent anything because I don't sign a piece of paper saying that I I agree. Yeah, that's true. That if I invent something, the the company owns it. Right. So like they you, make the profit off of it. Right. And you get, like Hank, Hank uh, Henry. Yeah. Man, that was a brilliant idea he yeah. came up with. It's, yeah. It became an industry-wide, it, it wasn't just vault. It became aerospace industry-wide, you know, exactly. a yes. product. Yes. He got $10,000. And that's it. A certificate. <laughs> well, no. that's understandable. Right. But let's say you own... Um, a t-shirt business, right? And I'm trying to get into the t-shirt business. Then that your now, example is relevant. Then yeah, why can't you yeah. teach me what you know? Right. Because you can make your t-shirts, and I can make mine, and we can still we can both still profit. From right. It. It's enough for everybody. And I'm not like building, I say all the time. I'm not building my t-shirt shop next to yours. No. <laughs> I'm gonna be so. I'm going to be across town or online. Or uh, uh, <laughs> I was getting ready to say, I can market it different from you. Right. But I can teach you how to market right. th- where you can still make money. Right. Yeah. In, in that instance, yeah, that that's the, uh, like you say, that's the fear of if I show someone how to do this, my slice of the pie is going to get smaller. Your, your slice of the pie is established. Exactly. You know, your, your fan base, your customer base, you know. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to continue. It's like people don't stop eating at McDonald's because Jack in the Box is next door. Right. If you want McDonald's, you're going to McDonald's. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so. Two different flavors. Two different flavors. And two when they want flavors. some Jack in the Box, they'll go over there. And then, well, guess what? They still going to come back to McDonald's. Exactly. So, using your t shirt example, they're going to continue to buy from you. Yeah, they may go over there and check out what homeboy or homegirl mm-hmm. got to offer. Mm-hmm. But you already got a, a base, a fan. And your customer service could be different. Right. It's still going to be something different after, you, after you've after you taught me how to do it and I put my own spin on it. It's going right. to be something different right. that I do yeah. that you don't do and something that you did that I don't do. Right. But it's still enough for everybody. Right. And we can use, we, uh, Fool Critic is here in town. I, I forgot what his name is. What's, what is a young man oh, that I, has, uh, has a large it. following mm-hmm. in a... Uh, all these food places just wanting him to come by and do a review on their product. Mm-hmm. And so one of the places he went by was a barbecue joint. What's the name of it? Do you remember? Because uh, uh, we said we was going to go by there. Right. I forgot uh, that. Here's, here's the, the illustration that I want to make. How many barbecue places do we have in Dallas-Fort Worth? Exactly. It is a lot of them. Now, mm-hmm. my wife and I have a particular place that we like more than others. Yes. And we go there when we want barbecue, but... When we see one that we want to try, 
We're, we're not being disloyal to the place that we go. We're going to see what this other guy, because they may have something we like too. Right. But we always go, the, the product that we like at the place where we go, we ain't never going to stop going there and getting that product <laughs> because exactly. we love that product. Yeah. So if we go to another barbecue joint and they got something different and we like that, well, we're going to go to there to get that. Right. You know, so, exactly. but, and both of them are going to benefit from us patronizing them. Mm-hmm. Now, we have gone to some other ones and we go, Man, it looks really great. Yeah, we don't, don't have to. Have you have to do again. this again. Yeah, you know, and uh, I use. And I'm not gonna name the one because Kansas City has good barbecue, mm-hmm. and we only went to one mm-hmm. place. I've been to several, but this one particular place we went to is really uh, a high value barbecue joint. Yeah, we went there. It was okay. Yeah, I don't I mean next time I go, I, ain't, I don't have to just swing by there. I'm gonna try something new. But it's one of the most popular places in Kansas City. Yeah. You know, and I went, I'm going to tell you what I wanted. I'm going to tell you what I ordered. Mm -hmm. I ordered burnt ends. Yeah. Because, you know, there is a place in Fort Worth that has burnt ends, and their burnt ends are good. I brought you some once. I don't know if you even remember. Mm Mm-hmm. And the name of that lo- establishment was Himes Barbecue, and they known for oh, yeah. they're known for the burnt ends. So I went there specifically for that and got it, and they were good. Right. So when we went to Kansas City, I, I already got in my head. I know what burnt ends supposed to taste like. Mm-hmm. And we get there, it, it first of all, it was no crisp. Uh, burnt ends supposed to have some crunch. Yes, they are. <laughs> it yes, was no, it was no crunch to the burnt end, and they were sweet. Really sweet, not barbecue sweet. They was sweet served, kind of you know, like dessert sweet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so for that reason, I'm like, okay, I may go there again and try their barbecue, but I won't order that particular meal. Right. Because I then then I re- I I'm already knowing I'm not gonna like that. Exactly. But that don't mean I'm not but gonna. But I'll go. go to the burnt in place. Right. I really won't. In Fort, when I go, yeah, I'm, I know where I know where to go to get some good burnt ends. Right. So that's so every every. Every place has something that you like. Exactly. You know, and so go there. You yeah. know, don't for them people to be uh, now. Only example of hating, hating that I saw was <laughs> restaurant got two restaurants got their trailer store. Oh, one restaurant <laughs> allegedly. You buy one restaurant, yeah. man. So I don't know. Say allegedly. Yeah, le- allegedly. Yeah. yeah. Now it's it's true they were the alleged the uh, the. Uh, the thief is the alleged. The right. truth is, the trailers were stolen. Exactly. <laughs> so, hey, we yeah. got to get ready to get up out of here, man. We yes, got to make way do. for Saida and Heartfelt Testimony, man. Y'all want to stick around for that, man, and, and listen to the greatest smile on radio, man. Yeah. You won't be disappointed. So, y'all know what I say, man. Each one, reach one. We'll double the size of the audience in just one week, man. Uh, and one of these days in the future, Kevin Polite is going to be back up in here. I'm, I'm claiming that as done until yeah, it manifests yeah. itself, man. So, look forward to <laughs> To, to hear from Kevin Polite, man, unique. Uh, Let me pull out the card so I make sure I say it right. <laughs> unique image and beauty supply. So, Kev, you know, I told you, Kevin, I always got this card with me. Mm-hmm. Y'all, y'all go by there and support his business. All right, sweetie. All right. Um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the D.D. Ingram Show, heard every Tuesday here on Fishbowl Radio Network and Facebook Live. We appreciate each and every one of you and we look forward to seeing you again on next tuesday we love you all all right la um i just wanted to say thank y'all for listening um thank y'all for having me on the show 
And I do want to say a message for everybody that is listening. I wanted to say that the battle is not yours. Mm -hmm. It's the Lord's. That's it. Um, And, oh, and I want to give a shout out to Elise and Amaya and Mariano. Uh, L.A., thank you for that that message about the battle is not ours. It's the Lord, man. We. in in this day and age, we definitely need that message. So I appreciate you for saying that. You have a song for us, sweetie. Or we just gonna, I do. We but just gonna I'm close. Going to read okay. Something right mm. quick. Let me find it. Oh, you know what? What about I the redemption it. song? So never mind. Uh, mm-hmm. Since uh, J Clay was listening, we're gonna go, Let's go out, out with J Clay. Yeah. J okay. Clay. Let go. That's a good song. Why you holding on? You don't need that. They just feeding BS super strong. You don't need that. They telling you that you is on your own. You believe that? You get everything you ever want. You can see that. But you feel it strip because your grip, grip tight. Now that grip is a fist. All you want to do is fight. So your work don't work and your worth won't rise. You think you just bought your money, but you want what it can't buy. You can never sit alone because them voices so alive. But you always on your own because you put them all aside. At least that's what you see when you look through closed eyes. Having a bad past contest like you about to win a prize. Like, I had it worse. No, I had it worse. Nah, man. I had it worse. Um, let go. You only scared cause they told you you should be You only there cause they told you they would be Why don't you care what I told you you could be Why you prepare for everywhere but where the good be Your life is like what you know you not gon' like But you must like it cause you recite it Every night like it's on mics It's like you change to what you foster It's like your brain is your imposter It's like you glory in your story Like your pain's a badge of honor Let go, why do you stay here? Let's go, why do you play here? Let's grow, why do you not do you instead in the hell that you live through, uh, that's old Remember, only the weak have enemies And the strong have inner peace Only the weak have enemies And the strong have inner peace Let go 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 Hey. What you holding on to? Guilt, pain, shame, man, that's what you don't do. Nah, hey, what you holding on for? It's pain, what you wanna be known for? Man, let go, 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 let go. Thinking that you woke, but you still tired. Wanting God to take the wheel, but you still drive. But your half full of glasses, are you still blind? Yeah, you look good, but do you feel fine? Hey, yeah, you look good, but do you feel mine? It's yours, nothing is forced. Making these judgments about life, who's your source? Feeling almighty, now you're like, oh Lord, I need a victory. But let me ask you, who are you without your history? Everything is, nothing was created by, with, and for love. One more time. Everything is, nothing was created by, with, and for love. Let go.